0: Good morning. Um, welcome to Family Sunday. We know that there's going to be kids crying and talking and screaming. It's normal. It's fine. <laughs> we, you don't need to worry about it. Um, today's passage is from Luke 18, verses 15 through 17. Now they were bringing even infants to him, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me. And do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so uh, this morning, uh, as we, we've stated, and, and obviously is, is Family Sunday. Hey, Jesse, would you grab me one of those waters? Uh, is Family Sunday, so that's why we have so many kiddos here. We do that on five Sunday months, so if you're uh, new here uh, this morning, um, you, you you see what's happening here. Just a, a couple of notes here real quick. Um, like This is the, the last time that we're gonna have two services for a little while, for the, the summer at least, so at this location, especially at 10 a.m. on Sunday is, is the time, so next Sunday, we'll be meeting outdoors, uh, Lord willing, uh, the weather will hold out for us. Uh, we're gonna have brisket here 10 a.m. Sunday. We'll have brisket after service. I don't want people eating brisket in the middle of a sermon. I don't think you can concentrate on what I'm saying during that. Uh, but uh, so 10 a.m. next week will be outdoors. It'll be um, amazing and, and that'll be uh, fantastic. And then also 10 a.m. out in Silverton. If you wanna know more about Silverton, go to outwardsilverton.com and that would be um, that would be really, really cool this morning we 're going to be talking about uh, this passage where Jesus is essentially it's saying you 've got to become yeah. no. you i someone has got a hot mic here somewhere but uh, you've gotta become, you 've got to become you've got to turn the knob. You. you 've got to become like a child you 've got to become like a child and the pr- problem is that You've got to, be, you've got to become like a child in order to uh, see the kingdom of of, of, of God. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm just totally distracted just right now. Matt, just keep going. It's fine. There's like hundreds of people here. You got to go. It's fine. Go. It's not like there's a camera on us or anything. Okay. We got this. We only got one shot, so don't screw this up. You were saying. Okay. Hey, guys, what, oh, hey, what's, just what's keep, going just on? Keep, just keep rolling. Just, hey, we... Just keep going. We just know, we, we heard Grace reading the scripture. You we, did. The, and, and, did you hear? And The so children why get are, the kingdom. The kingdom... What in the world Infants. would make you think that... Infants. You, We've got to get this right. You so get, see, we're literalists, okay? I know you've got to get to your sermon, but we're literalists. Literature lists. Lit, literature lists. Lit, we take oh it literally. I see what you're saying. It, I see. We this know is. that every word is liter- liter- L- literature. literal literature. Okay. And, and literally. And the chi- the, chi- the yes. kingdom belongs to the children. Let the children Shh. come to me. Can you be quiet so he this can This is literally ridiculous. What see, I told I, you, I, I, literally. I I he do, said are, it, do you guys well, do you guys think that Jesus is saying that you have to be Yeah, we just um, read it. That well, you well, have we to become an it. infant in order to become a Christian, heard grace literally heard literally heard grace read that literally okay okay this this is uh, I, see i thought that we had talked about this and that we said that this wasn't going to happen anymore what is it we did we i've made a huge mistake <laughs> we got this wrong I, I you guys that's not what this jesus is works? saying Jesus is not saying that you need to be that that dress up like a baby. Let's, don't, let's, let's don't. try and slip off the back before anybody sees us. Yeah, these, but, okay. these costumes are ridiculous. Try Just to be you discreet, first. please. You first. This is this is almost embarrassing. Nick and Brandon, folks. So what are we talking about here? Is Jesus saying that you need to become like a baby? That you need to become like a baby in order to enter into the kingdom of God. We don't normally have skits like this, some of you (laughs) look really enthused about this, but uh, is Jesus saying that you need to become like a baby? And he is not actually saying that. What is Jesus saying in this passage? And kids, I want you to listen up because there's a ton of stuff in here for you as well. Does this mean you have to become like a baby? No, it doesn't. Look at verse 15 with me. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. So what? people are doing is that they have babies and they're, they're bringing their babies to Jesus and Jesus as a rabbi during that time is putting his hands on them and he is blessing these babies. And so Jesus is blessing them and they're, they're coming to him, they're coming to him from all over and they just want Jesus to touch their child and to bless their child. But what happens is this, and when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. See, the disciples are a lot like people today. They believe that children are an inconvenience. They believe that children uh, are, are an interruption in life. But Jesus, on the other hand, believes something differently. Jesus believes that children are a blessing. Just like it says in Psalm chapter 127, verses 3 through 5, when it says... Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. This is what Jesus believes. Jesus believes that a full quiver, I mean lots of kiddos, and some of you have taken that very literally, uh, and have had many, many children, maybe a little too literally, but we're excited for you. Children are a blessing. Kids, you are a blessing to your parents. You bring immense joy into our lives. Yeah, it gets a little hard sometimes in the middle of the night when you're Puking and stuff like that, but that's okay. We love you. Anyway, you are a blessing and parents should see that as well Now what does this mean? What does it mean that children are a blessing? What does it mean when Jesus says that you've got to become like a child in order to enter the kingdom of God? Kent Hughes says this he says we must not think a child cannot come to God until he's like a man but a man cannot come until he's like a child. What Kent Hughes is saying there is he's saying this. We, we can't think that like a man has to become like a child, but, but what we actually need to think, but a man, someone who is a man, someone who is an adult cannot come to God until he is like a child. He doesn't have to become a child until he's like a child. What this also means is this, is that you don't have to wait until you're an adult, to become a believer in Jesus Christ. You don't have to wait until you're married. You don't have to wait until things get uh, along a little bit better in your life. You don't have to wait till you have more money, until you understand things a little bit better. If you understand what I'm saying right now, then you have the possibility, you have the very reality, Jesus is calling you to love him, and you're in a great position to love him and serve him because of the state of your life. Now, what is that? Jesus shows us two ways that we should be like a child. What are these two ways? I'm gonna tell you right now. The first one is being as a child, and the second one is receiving as a child. The first one is being as a child, and the second one is receiving as a child. Look at the first one. In verse 16, it says, but Jesus called them to him, saying, let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Now Jesus isn't saying, like this child, it belongs to the kingdom of God. He's not saying you've you got to become a baby. I don't know if you remember this story from John chapter 3. There was a guy named Nicodemus, and he came up to Jesus, and he said, We know that you're a prophet from God. Otherwise, you couldn't be doing the things that you're doing. And Jesus says, I've I'm, I'm, I got I to tell you the truth. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus misunderstands him and he says, man, am I gonna have to climb back in my mother's womb and be reborn again? That sounds awkward to say the least. And Jesus says, how can you not understand these things? Jesus is kind of telling us how to understand this. He's telling us what it means to belong to the kingdom of God and it's being as a child. So what is it to be a child, to be like a child? Well, the first thing is, That when a child comes into the world, when a child comes comes, uh, out of his, his mother's womb, a child is helpless. A child is completely helpless. The child doesn't bring anything but need to the relationship. When a child is birthed, the child needs to be cared for. It needs to be changed. The child needs to be fed. And you're going to know if the child doesn't get fed. Many, all of us, I was going to say many of us, all of us uh, at one point or another needed that care. We needed that absolute care because of this, because a child is helpless. A child is in a helpless state. There's no possible way for a child to care for itself. A child will die without the care of a parent. Likewise, Jesus is saying this, You will die unless you have the care of me as your parent, Jesus as your parent. You must come to him as one who is helpless. There's nothing that you can bring to this relationship but need. There's nothing that you can bring to a relationship with Jesus except desires, wants, unfulfillable uh, desires that can only be fulfilled by Jesus. Jesus doesn't take people who come and say, oh, I have something to offer. Jesus says, no, the only way that you can come to me is in a helpless state. It must be helpless. Now, what, how, how is that possible? Why, why does he desire that? Jesus has been routinely talking to religious people Over and over again, in fact, he just ended uh, his last statement. Luke wrote down his last statements, which were this, just before this passage, which were, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Essentially, Luke is trying to show us something. Luke is trying to show us that when people come to God and they say, you know what, I have something to offer you. I have something to give you. I have something to add to what you're doing. God, God, I see the great things that you're doing, and I have something to add to it. That is, in a sense, exalting yourself. Many people come to the body of Christ, they come to the church and they say, I have a lot to offer to the body of Christ. I have something to give to the church because I have this great skill. I can play an instrument, I can, I can manage this, I can help with that, I can give this, I can give that. Those kinds of things. Jesus says the only people that can come are the people who, like a child, are helpless and have nothing to offer but their needs. That's what Jesus wants from you. The only way that you can come to Jesus is in a helpless state. That's the first thing. You've got to be helpless. And some of you are in that helpless state, When you're scared at night, you say, Mom, Dad, can I come sleep in your bed tonight? When you need money because you need to pay for something, Mom, Dad, can you give me some money? When you feel like you're gonna fall, Dad, hold me. When you're cold, Dad, can I borrow your jacket? It's a helpless state and that's what Jesus wants from you. Think about your relationship with your parents and then see that's what Jesus wants from you with him as well. The second thing, the first thing as I said was this, Jesus wants you to be as a child in a helpless state. Not that you need to actually become children as Brandon and Nick uh, mixed up, but that you would be as a child. The second thing is receiving as a child. Verse 17 says, truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Now, what does Jesus mean by that? Do I need to take on childlike characteristics? What what is it? I think Jesus is looking at children... And he's saying, I have something to give, but I'll only give it to helpless people. I'll only give it to the the person that believes that they are helpless and in need. But the second thing is this, is that they must receive it as a child. How do children receive gifts? I know that when my kids, uh, when their birthday is coming up, they wanna know, hey, did you go shopping for me yet? Or here's my list, Here's, here's the things that I want. I I, I really want this, I I really want that. Do you have a gift for me? I I mean, I I really want this. Would you get this for me, Grandma? Would you get this for me, Grandpa? Did you get me a gift? I would like to have a gift. I really want a gift. I, I, I want it. Why is Jesus saying this? You've got to receive the kingdom of God. You've got to receive Jesus saving you like a child receives a gift. Why does Jesus say that? because adults are not good at receiving things that they have not earned. Adults are not good at receiving gifts from God. Why, well here's a few reasons. One, you could be cynical, which I know many of your children don't know that word. (laughs) You could be doubtful of someone's motives. You could be doubtful of what someone's intentions are. Why, because you've been hurt. Maybe you've been hurt in the church before. And you look at what's, what's happening and you say, I'm not gonna trust you, I'm not gonna trust this. Someone hurt me at this point, and so therefore now I'm gonna extend that to Jesus and I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna trust you because I'm cynical. I am doubtful of your motives. And, I, and this person hurt me who claims to be a Christian. This church hurt me, this person in leadership hurt me, and so therefore I'm not going to believe what they have to say. Jesus says, you must receive it like a child. He says, put everything else out of your mind. That person, this person, all of these people who sinned against you, why are you surprised by that? Humanity is totally depraved. Humanity is totally sinful. I am the only one, Jesus says, who is, who is good. I'm the only one who is, is great. And he wants you to receive him, not cynically, and I guess by that would mean that you do not receive him, but to trust him. Children are trusting. When you tell a child something, it's very easy to tell a child Sometimes You know, when my kids they walk up to me, I'm in a room by myself, like studying or something like that. They'll walk up to me and they'll say, when they were really young, say, "Where's mom?" And I and I'd say, "Man, uh, Santa Claus stopped by, and he just he." Uh, He wanted to go see what you wanted for a gift, or something like that, or like where's mom? And I say, well, she's she's on the roof right now. She decided to start cleaning it, or whatever. And and sometimes my kids would believe me, and then and then after a while they go, no, are you serious? I'm making my children cynical, but uh, what uh, what what's children are very trusting. They're easy uh, to tell. It's easy to tell them something. They will trust what you have to say as your parent, and that's why you should be a good parent, because you're telling them stuff, and they believe you, they trust you. Children are trusting. This is why you should receive it as a child. Another thing is this, is pride. Why would someone not receive this? Well, it's because of pride. They're too prideful. There's somebody who says, I'm I'm too good. I don't need this help. The Pharisees, the church people in Jesus' day, were people that said, I don't really need God's help. I've got it all handled. I've got it worked out. That's why Jesus says, everyone who exalts himself, everyone who says, I'm a big deal. I know how to get to God. I know how to make that happen. Everyone who says that doesn't have it. Jesus says, it's only the people who have humility. And a humility says, I have nothing to offer this relationship with God. I can't be good enough. I can't fix myself enough to make myself acceptable to God. I am in a helpless state, and I need God, and I need who he is. So you can't come to him with pride. Why else? How how, or how else would you receive from God, receive this as a child. Well, children very easily love. They in in normal circumstances, children are loving people. They love to be loved, and they love to to love other people. They expect love from their parents. They expect to be loved. They expect to be cared for. They show great affection. They're boisterous about. Their love. They are affectionate, and they desire love, and they love well. How do we receive this as a child? Well, it's to receive the love of God the way that a child receives the love of a parent. Expectantly, but then also in giving love, and giving love back. Re- receiving uh, the love that God has, and in turn, giving love to this God. And then lastly, they're open. They're open. Their hearts are open. They haven't been damaged by cynicism. They haven't been messed up by the world. And they're open to what God has for them. So Jesus says, you've got to be as a child and you've got to receive as a child. Why does Jesus say that, and how do we do it? Jesus shows us how this happens. I don't know if you've ever read this verse before. It's John 1, uh, verse 11 through 13. He says, he came to his own. How did Jesus come to his own? He comes to his own people. He comes to his own family, and he comes to them as a baby. You remember Christmas, don't you? What are we celebrating? We're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus became a baby so that you could see what, uh, what, uh, how Jesus wants to communicate to you, so that you could understand it in a way that you could uh, understand things, so that you could understand life. He becomes a baby. He comes to his own, and then it says, and his own people did not receive him. Not only did Jesus' own people, his own family, not receive him, but ultimately they ended up putting Jesus to death on a cross. They didn't receive him in that way. Jesus came to his own people as a baby. He grew up as a young child. And then he became an adult and he began teaching the way that he is right now. But he wasn't received. How wasn't he received? He went to the cross to pay for your helplessness, and my helplessness. And then it says this, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For everybody who receives Jesus like a baby, like an infant, like a child, to everyone who believed in his name, who trusted in him as their savior, Everybody who believes in that way has the right to become a child of God, and in fact is. And so this morning, if you're a child, if you're a kid, if you're somebody, you don't have to wait until you're an adult. You can become a child of God right here and right now if you haven't. You must trust Jesus for who he is. You must believe what he has to say and he will shower his love on you. Now, I was reading a sermon from George Whitfield on this same passage. And he asked this question, Are ye converted? He used old English. Are you converted? And he asked some similar questions. He said this, Is there proof in your life that you've received it as a child? Are you a child of God? Because you've received the kingdom of God, as a child? Are you a child of God? Do you see yourself as helpless? Or do you see yourself as contributing something to your salvation? Have you contributed something, anything at all to your salvation? Meaning, or do you feel as though you are somehow smarter than everyone else because you've chosen Jesus and everyone else hasn't? Jesus says this, you are not a child of God if you believe that somehow you have participated in your salvation. Jesus says the only way that you can come to me is in a helpless state. The only way that you can come is with nothing to bring but need. And he fulfills the need. Do you trust him to lead you by the hand? Think about this. If you're a child, the way that your children maybe follow you around if you have kids, or someday you, you most likely will have kids, but when, you, when your child gets scared, they want to grab your hand. Do you trust him to lead you by the hand and to lead you down safe paths? Do you trust him in your day-to-day life? Are you a child of God? Do you ask him for advice the way that a child does? A child says, dad, I can't fix this. Dad, can you help me uh, with this, uh, th- this Kindle? Because I can't get it to work. The worst words I've ever heard. Dad, can you help me with this Kindle? I hate that technology. <laughs> They're constantly asking me. But God wants you to come to him and say, life feels like a Kindle. Life feels like an electronic device that I cannot figure out. And I, as a child, cannot figure this thing out. God, can you help me make sense? Can you you help me figure out this life? Do you ask God for advice? Are you, in fact, a child of God? Do you listen to his advice? Do you hear what he has to say? One of the primary ways that we have of listening to God is through the word of God. It's hearing his words spoken over us. It's listening to his word as it speaks to us and tells us that this is the way that I want you to live life. Are you interested in hearing the word of God preached over you? The word of God being preached over us, and I'm included in this, means I get to hear things that I naturally am not inclined towards. That there are times, just like with a parent and a child, there are many times where I have to say, no, you cannot have that. That will not be good for you or for me. You cannot have caffeine at you know, nine o'clock at night. That's not a, a good recipe. But God also with his kids, with his children, doesn't just give advice, but he gives commands. Do you listen to the commands of God? Are you a child of God in that sense? Are you dependent upon his food? Are you dependent upon the, the bread of life? That is, that is Jesus himself in what the scriptures show us about who he is and what he's done for us. This is our food. This is what we eat. Is this perhaps even more important than any other kind of food? Many of us in America have grown to the point where the physical stuff are the, the things that I'm really involved with. Jesus says, I want you to be like a child in this sense, that you're dependent upon the food that I give, which he says is his body and his blood. Do you desire his affection? Do you desire the affection and the love of God? Do you have a longing to sense the love of God? Many of us, we've forgotten about that. Maybe we've been hurt. Maybe we've been damaged in in some way. and, And on some level, we just can't seem to believe the love of God for us. But what Jesus wants you to know is that I can only take you in a state of need. I can only take you. And if you're in a place of need, either because of the sin that you've done or the sin that's been committed against you. What you need to see is that Jesus loves you intensely. Jesus loves you immensely. He loves you beyond what you could possibly imagine. Do you desire his affection and to know it better in life? Do you want to be in his presence? You wanna be in the presence of Jesus. You gotta read the Psalms as the deer pants for flowing streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Gosh, every time I read that, it's convicting. Is that the way that I want God? Do I want God in relationship with God as a deer pants for flowing streams of water? Is, is, that, is that what I desire? Too many churches have been made into self-help psychology TED Talks, that just help you get through the next day, give you good leadership principles. The psalmist says, I long for the presence of God in my life. Do you know that you need the presence of God more than you need toys? Did you know that you need the presence of God more than you need a promotion? Or just another thousand dollars? Or did you know that you need the presence of God more than anything else, more than getting married, more than staying married? Did you know that you need need the presence of God more than anything? A child of God is somebody that longs for the presence of his parent. Do you long for the presence of God? And lastly, is is he your hero? I have a good friend who talks about his dad I remember from the, one of the earliest times that I talked to him about his dad, who he works with all the time. He actually goes to church here. And I remember him talking about his dad and he, just, he would tell me like, my dad is so awesome. He does this and he does that. And he would talk about how he works, how he works hard and how, I mean, he just looked up to his dad so much. and He was his hero. Are you as a child looking to your father? Do you even know your father? Do you know his work habits? Do you know his affection for you? Do you see his face in the face of Jesus? Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus wants to reflect to you who God is. That's what he's doing in his scripture. And he wants you to see that he is the greatest father that that ever could be. And he wants to be your hero. He wants to be your aim and so what that means is this is that even if you have a a bad father even if you have a dad that didn't care for you or maybe even did worse jesus wants you to see the father jesus wants you to see how heroic he is jesus wants you to see that he gave up everything for you so that you could become his child. Every story that you see, every, I mean, Lion King, and I mean, all of those Disney movies that, not the new ones so much, those are going off the reservation a little bit, but uh, uh, so many of these, the the father giving himself up for his, his kids, that's what Jesus did for you. And Jesus, and kids, I I want you to hear me. I want you to listen up. Jesus is inviting you. Your parents are going to make mistakes, but Jesus never does. Jesus is inviting you into deep relationship with him. And he, he wants you to know something. You don't have to change anything. You don't need to get older. You don't need to get wiser. Jesus just accepts you the way that you are so I just want to invite you to say yes to Jesus and, and to talk to one of your leaders or talk to your parents one of your leaders in, in kids ministry or one, one of your parents you can come up and talk to me and I want to pray with you and I want to tell you that Jesus accepts you right here and right now but you've got to come to him helplessly and adults you've got to take that same advice just like that you got to invite Jesus to change you are you a child of God have you entered the kingdom of God there's far too many people that haven't there's far too many people that just are playing with Christianity there's far too many people that are just disconnected from the church they don't hang out with God's people they don't take advice they don't listen to the word and they're missing the greatest privilege we have, which is to be a child of God. Can we go to the Lord's table? Let's invite the ushers forward here. Just come on forward and grab, grab communion and we'll partake of it together here. so great having the kids with us here this morning. I just, I want to invite you this morning, just, uh, would you bow your heads with me when you get seated here? Maybe not while you're walking around. Would you bow your heads with me? We want to consider ourselves as we come to the Lord's table, and we want to have a conversation with God. So if if you would, would you just begin to ask God some questions? Have I come to you in a helpless state? Or am I coming to you with a list of all the things that I can do and all the things that I've done? Is my time with you, God, Is it filled with me telling you all the things that I've done? Or is it just, or is it remembering all of the ways that I'm helpless? Can you think back to your, uh, this last week over the last few days? And would you just process with me like, what is God convicting you of right now? What is God saying that you did wrong? What's the sin in your life? What's the stuff that, that brings you shame? Can you get a sense of that shame? Can you get a sense of that guilt? Can you feel the weight of it? Maybe you haven't thought about it for a while. Maybe it happened many years ago. Maybe it happened last night. I don't know. Dude, can you get a sense of your guilt and your shame? Jesus says, I I want you to be like a child. I only receive you in a helpless state. And you and your sin are in a helpless state. And I want you to receive this gift of my forgiveness. To know that you have it Jesus says I gave my body I gave my very flesh so that you could have relationship with me as a child of God and we do this together just so you can remember that I am like your father I'm the I'm the better father that you, that you maybe have never had and I forgive you, all is forgiven. Just ask for forgiveness. He says, let me prove it. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the body. And just so that we would be sure that it's all paid for, he poured out his blood so that you could have forgiveness. He allowed himself to be crucified. He went to the cross for your sake. And he says, I poured out my blood because of your helplessness so that you could sing with great joy over what I've done for you. He says, this is my blood which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's thank Jesus now. Lord God, we thank you for how you have saved us. By your body and your blood, we celebrate what you've done for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Let's celebrate together.